This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I would much rather be reading a book right now. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. And uh, books aside, Remington, I've got a bit of an, a bit of history for you today. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, let, let's let's jump jump right into it. History of, of what exactly? Uh, well, history of Japan, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, well, let let let's hear. Let let's go to school. Let's go to class. Tell me all about the history of Japan, Sean. Well, Japan starts out at the Big Bang. <laughs> I mean, if you want me to tell you all the history of Japan, we're gonna have to start a whole <laughs> other podcast uh, because that'll <laughs> take a while. And I'm not, I am by no means an expert in the subject, uh, like the disclaimer says. Uh, but but one thing I, I do know is that in a lot of anime, uh, historical figures like to pop up every now and again. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's true. Yeah, uh, out of curiosity, Rem, what do you know of the Warring States period of Japan? Um, well, uh, there there were there were states. There, there were factions of those states. They were warring at the time. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say uh, that, like, this is the time period of, like, the one historical Japanese individual I'm familiar with. Uh, Oda Nobunu- Nobunaga? Naba- Nabunu- Nab- <laughs> Yes, Nobunaga? Oda Nobunaga. Nobunaga. I, 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 I was mostly there. So if I had to guess, because he's the only one I'm familiar with uh, in historical Japan, and this question is being asked, I would assume like maybe that's what the era that made him so famous. Um, uh, yes. So I put him in there as well at some point. Who knows? Uh, and and then uh, it, it was actually a war over. Uh, it was the first waifu war. Turns out. Um, <laughs> Everyone had disagreements about what was the best waifu. Uh, many lives were lost. Uh, it was it's tragic. Uh, Absolutely tragic. I, I hate I hate to uh, discount your uh, your uh, amazing rendition, but I believe the first waifu <laughs> war was the the Battle of Troy. Oh fuck! You're right, brother. You're right. <laughs> But that's a different kind of waifu war. That waifu, well, no, I guess the real waifu war came uh, during with with the whole Troy incident. Yeah. But it wasn't actually over Helen. It was over the goddesses. That's where the waifu war was happening, right? Um, and like, oh, which one's the prettiest? So that's really mm-hmm. the first waifu war. A lot of people would think Helen. No, it's not a waifu war if you're just fighting over one waifu. Mm-hmm. You're you're just fighting over her autonomy at that point. That's not a waifu war. Waifu war is the best waifu. So it was the goddesses in the Battle of Troy. So quick translation, Aphrodite's a bitch. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no. Athena's my waifu. Uh, but uh, you're not too far off. I mean, warring states and whatnot. Uh, but it, uh, known as the Sengoku period. Uh, oh man, Kamehameha. Yeah, basically. Uh, uh, it's a basically a lot of different sections of, of civil war, social upheaval, and political intrigue uh, from 14th 67 to 1615. Thank you, Wikipedia. That's very useful. Uh, <laughs> was I right about my boy Oda? Uh, yes, actually. Oda uh, is yeah. very important here because he was actually uh, oh god. Da, 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 da. Essentially, he was a great uh, leader in general, uh, trying to become the shogun of Japan and whatnot. Uh, 
uh, was all about uh, introducing new technologies from outside uh, the outside world and whatnot, guns and the like. A uh, bit of a contentious uh, warlord type person. Very, uh, very interesting once you really read into the history about it. Uh, maybe maybe okay, if we so... ever start that history podcast, uh, I'll actually do some real proper research on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... All right. So, so given the fact that this is talking about a very contentious time in Japanese history filled with, with intrigue, infighting, uh, a controversial warlord, if I know anime, then we're going to get like a cutesy, adorable, cute girl's in more erotic poses than I'm comfortable with type anime about it. So what you're saying is you, you're you expecting uh, Odo Nobunaga to be a big-tittied waifu? Yes! <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe a little bit, like, shy, but, uh, like, total tsundere. Total tsundere. Uh, oh, Oda God. Odo Nobunaga characterization is anything but tsundere. Like, Odo Nobunaga is Genki through the, through the extreme, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> He, he's uh, he's dere dere all throughout. He's he's gung ho. He gets what he wants. Oda Nobunaga. Oh uh, so so yeah, that that's my guess for like what direction this is going because it's like ooh political intrigue and uh, and dramatic uh, faction battling. Uh, that sounds interesting, but I don't expect that from anime. Uh, well, you're not entirely wrong. I mean, there's actually quite <laughs> a few anime that are like that. Uh, I'll tell you right now. As far as a historical figure, uh, historical Japanese figures to be featured or referenced in anime uh nobunaga is probably like the first and foremost that you're gonna see there i could count on my on like three hands how many uh fucking nobunaga anime there are Uh, oh my god yeah so there's quite a few there's quite a few and uh, are are we covering one of them today we are we are uh and one of the many yes one of many and uh this one i think is uh one of the most interesting ones uh because oh fuck uh you can do a lot of things with various historical figures and make a historical figure fantasy type anime and whatnot and I feel like this is probably the most bold and creative decision I've ever seen using the name of Oda Nobunaga is it a big titty waifu no actually okay okay I had okay. some restraint uh, <laughs> I, I decided not to go with uh, female uh, Japanese warlords uh, for once uh, <laughs> you know I, I'm saving that for for uh, when I need to de-stress later Rem uh, <laughs> but of course but of course uh, this time around though uh, uh, it's actually a reincarnation story Oh god, is this is this an Oda Isekai? <laughs> Oh, no. No, 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 no. It's not an Oda Isekai. It's actually, I mean reincarnation in the truest sense. Uh, what this uh, anime is about is about Oda being reincarnated after he's been, uh, you know, assassinated and whatnot. Oh, wait, okay, wait. And then following the tradition of, like, Honda-san bookseller or the devil working a part-time job or whatever the fuck that one was. Yep, yep, yep. So Oda, Oda's gonna come back. He's gonna be ready to kick ass, but he'll have to have some shitty part-time job uh, or something really do something really mundane or like go to school or something <laughs> yes the the famous odu nobunaga is actually a cute japanese schoolgirl trope that's my favorite <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just waiting for it the, because there's something there's something twisty going on <laughs> i just haven't been able to put my finger on it yet uh there is a twist don't worry but yes he is actually reincarnated into modern day japan as well as, as uh some of the other warlords he was feuding with <laughs> oh god okay yeah so uh and they are determined to continue continue uh said war and feuds but it's wildly unnecessary at this point but hey hold a grudge well you know warlords would be warlords you know it's just warlord things <laughs> uh, 
but the, uh, the, the twist here, Rem, uh, is the fact that uh, Oda Nobunaga is not in a body he's used to. Uh, he was a pretty strong, you know, standard Japanese warlord shogun type. Uh, but this time right. around, if Remington- he's not gonna be, if he's not gonna be a big titty girl, so is he gonna be just like a, a little nerdling otaku? Uh, even better. Uh, Remington, the show we're gonna talk about today is called uh, Oda Cinnamon Nobunaga, and uh, it's the story of Oda Nobunaga and all of his warlord enemies and friends uh, being reincarnated into dogs. <laughs> This is everything I've ever asked for. <laughs> this is <laughs> about goddamn. T- <laughs> Wait, I have a question. I I have to. Ask, so because they're warlords, I'm a little bit worried. There's cinnamon in the title, so I imagine it's super adorable. But I need to confirm. We're not getting code Lyoko dogs, are we? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting cute dogs. Uh, well, so, uh, so Oda Nobunaga has been reincarnated as a Shiba Inu, so what does that tell you? Oh my god, yes, I love it. (sighs) A Shiba Inu with amazing eyebrows. Can, can they still talk? Uh, in a sense, yes, they can talk to each other. Okay, but it just sounds like barking to the humans, I assume. Yes, because, uh, the, the, the warring states that they're continuing is essentially over the dog part. Oh, I fucking love it so much. All right, uh, question where does cinnamon come in oh, in the uh, title there? Uh, cinnamon. Uh, that is uh, what uh, Oda is being called by his owners. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God. I love it so much. <laughs> I, this, this, this is good. I, I needed this after after last week where I was... I, I was more tilted than I ever have been, or at least close to that. Uh, I, I need some cute anime dogs mm-hmm. in my life. Yep, yep. And I, I figured it would be a, uh, you know, just a nice little, a, a treat. I'm going to give you a treat, Remington, because it's been a while since I've just blatantly given you a treat uh, that you would have had no suspicions about. Uh, and honestly, this show is really, really cute. It's nothing like super fantastic, but it's dogs pretending to be warlords and trying to take over a dog park. So... Honestly, I don't think... This is so much better than what I was initially hypothesizing. I'll I'll go out and say, here's my hot take of the episode. Adorable dogs are better than big titty waifus or sexy schoolgirls. I'm throwing it out there. I mean, there are people who are going to argue with you, obviously, because I, for one, do enjoy my uh, my big-titted waifus, but I will say, watching, uh, you know, the great warlord Obunaga, <laughs> who was in line to become the shogun of Japan, uh, being an adorable little Shiba Inu trying to take over a dog park uh, against, you know, things like uh, corgis, little French dogs, it's good. It, it, it's wonderful. Does it, does it explain how slash why they are reincarnated? Of course not. <laughs> I mean, I have a question. Do we know that they are in fact the reincarnations or is it just a handful of very delusional and very intelligent dogs? As far as we can tell, it, they are definitely reincarnated and like th- these are like the spirits of of Oda Nobunaga as and his uh, uh compatriots as it were as a dog. I'll I'll take it. Mm-hmm. And smother me with these adorable anime dogs. Mm-hmm. Good God, that's how I want to die. Yep. And I'll even give you a treat. You can watch five whole episodes if you like. Uh, you know what? Normally that would be a punishment, but I'll, I'm taking it. Adorable dogs. Fuck yeah. Yeah. No, it's it it it, it it's a treat. It's a treat, Remington. And let it never you, be you said keep that emphasizing I don't... treat. You you keep emphasizing treat, and I'm worried there's some like Pavlovian bullshit going on right here. <laughs> that like like oh yeah, here's your here's your 
your retreat because you you're you're the dog now, Remington. And you're trying to this is like this is weeby obedience training or some shit. I'm trying to trick you into uh into anytime you hear the word treat, you're gonna be like, oh, oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be good. I can't wait. Uh, the last <laughs> treat I had was fantastic. And then hit you with I'll some. I'll be like, filled with this sense of like moe joy. Mm-hmm. And then just hit you with a whole lot of uh like horrible, horrible uh smutty, smutty stuff out of nowhere. Oof. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nope. It's the trials and tribulations of being reincarnated into a Shiba Inu. So I can't wait to hear what you think of it, Remington, because while it's not going to be the most groundbreaking anime on the face of the planet, it is adorable. It is a treat. And hopefully, hopefully we will have a grand old adventure with it. Uh, because honestly, Rem, there's not much else to explain about it. Uh, another little short first half for you. Uh, do you have any questions you'd like to answer before we get into it? Um, Only now that I'm just thinking about our, our, our great pals, uh, Anime Dog of the Day on Twitter, who <laughs> I say great pals, they don't know we exist, but God no. damn it, do I know they exist. The single best anime yeah, content like They've liked one or provider. two of our tweets, uh, but they were also being tagged in said tweets, so, you know, that's just kind of the process. I just uh, want Anime Dog of the Day to notice me, Senpai, notice me. <laughs> uh, I'm sure, I'm sure that if they listen to our podcast, they would block us immediately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough talks. Let's get to the anime dogs. Yes, and without further ado, let's jump into Oda Cinnamon Nobunaga. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming five whole episodes of Oda Cinnamon Nobunaga. And Remington, was it everything you hoped for or was it nothing you hoped for? I'm curious <laughs> to hear your answers. Uh, well, you know, I mean, it has dogs, so that it fits that requirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was the most important thing, and it did succeed on the most important thing. Right. <laughs> but the, the show, it actually, it opens up uh, very powerfully, like super shown in the end of Oda Nobunaga's life, right? Uh, Sorry, so- Nobunaga. Oh, fuck. Nobunaga? Nobunaga. <laughs> fuck. Is that that new flavor of Nutella I've been hearing about? Good old Nobunaga. <laughs> <laughs> Nobunugit flavored. Oh my god. I'll just Nobunaga. stick with Oda. Ah, so close. So far away. Uh, so soldiers are coming. Fire is burning. Super dramatic. Uh, it, it's your standard, like, old school shonen, hyper-dramatized action bullshit, uh, which is nice. Uh, and then he gets reincarnated as a dog, of course. He's a dog. He goes for walks. He goes to the dog park. Good god, there's so many puppy asshole shots. I, <laughs> I was not adequately prepared for the sheer amount of puppy asshole shots because they are they are plentiful and not just like oh wow you can see that puppy's asshole but like hey look that asshole is filling the frame right now uh, uh so right. yeah a whole lot of that wow i i guess uh there are fan services of all types out there uh, <laughs> i guess so uh, it's just a common trope with drawing animals in japan it's not that weird of a thing honestly no it's not that weird that it exists but it's it is a little bit weird how they will like emphasize and focus on it in multiple shots. That That's a little bit weirder, uh, but forgivable in the long run. Uh, uh, so you I- have to forgive the assholes every now and again or else uh, <laughs> our show would have been canceled years ago. <laughs> 
So uh, he gets to the dog park, meets the other warlords as various dogs. There's like and a Pomeranian. What are their names? Uh, what are their names, Remington? <laughs> all right. Well, the Pomeranian. His name is Lucky. And mm. then we have the French bulldog named Boo. Um, you have uh Julian, who he's the long dog, the long nightmare dog. <laughs> <laughs> I forget the actual breed name, but it's it, it's cute in its own way, but it's also the stuff of fucking nightmares. Right. Uh, if you saw this, if this dog was just standing over you as you wake up in the middle of the night, you'd be traumatized. Uh, and then the wiener dog thing, that's Gilbert. Um, and Now the question is, Rem, do you actually know any of the uh, of their uh, warlord names? Do any of those come to mind? Uh, I know Oda, and I know Marie Antoinette. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Japanese warlord, Marie Antoinette. She, she was. She is canonically. She's Gilbert's wife. All right. It's it's not my fault. She is she is actually in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, I feel like uh, any of the great battles would have been lost if we didn't have Marie Antoinette there, just to be certain. Uh, of course. Uh, so they, they all intro themselves. Uh, we get some nice comedy coming from uh, Cinnamon, which is Oda going for a walk, uh, wanting a fancy shampoo hat because he thinks it's Western and fancy, but it's just a, a shampoo hat for baths, and he has a bath and he hates it yeah yeah common time travel dissonance yeah yeah uh they they discuss they discuss death and how they died um and how specifically cinnamon died um there's also quite a bit of nonchalant yaoi baiting going on <laughs> lot lots of lots of casual yaoi baiting in this show which you wouldn't expect because they're well, all dogs but well, there is th- there's plentiful yaoi baiting like i mean the, 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 dog- the first First couple times you're like, wait a minute, is that what they're doing? And but it becomes very clear, yes, that it's exactly what they're. They want they want these warlords to fuck each other. Well, it's a combination of that and a combination of some weird history interactions as well. Uh, think think early Romans, Rem. Hardcore yaoi baiting going on, and yeah. uh, and f- fittingly, we put at the end of the first episode, we meet the potential reincarnation of what is essentially Oda's gay lover student boy. Uh, I, don't yeah. <laughs> I don't know a better way of putting that. Uh, I mean, you could have call, called him by his name. That would have been nice. I'm sure people uh, would have liked it's that. It's Mitsu. I have it written down somewhere. Uh, Mitsuhide. Mitsuhide. Yeah, yeah Mitsuhide. Um, good old, good old Mitsi. So Mitsu- it's like, Mitsu- oh shit, Jesus is Christ. is that Mitsi? Um, and so that's the first episode. And you know what? First episode, there was some decent comedy. Some fun was had. Real cute moments. Uh, some solid setups and tone and timing for the comedy which was nice uh it was a little bit little bit heavy on the history um and i i wanted slightly less history slightly more dog but i always want slightly more dog so yeah like that's that's a that's a remington problem i mean i gave you the premise of this where it was literally hey what if we got all these you know <laughs> yeah. old men warlords and forced them to be dogs yeah uh but overall first episode real real solid really enjoyed it but now sean i've i I have terrible news. Oh. So, like, this show, I love...
love history. I love dogs. Right. Uh, this show, it's like made for me with the, the absurdist premise, the mishmash of combinations. It, it's it's a recipe for success. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I thought I thought that would be the case, too. You know, it would be a nice treat for you, Rem. Unfortunately, Sean, mm-hmm. as much as I wanted to adore this show, I wanted to I wanted to love this show, put it in the the Moe annals of of Bananya and Umaru-chan, right? Put it put it in there. I really thought it would belong. Unfortunately, I the next four episodes make me come to the conclusion I think this show is is sort of bad. <laughs> And that hurts me um, because I wanted to love it. Wow, Ram, I didn't know you hated dogs that much. Listen here, you bitch. I adore, (laughs) I adore dogs. I adore anime dogs. Good God, I love them. They're all good boys. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. But this this show, uh, well, you know, let's delve into it. Right. Let's let's delve into it. Uh, One of our more minor problems comes at the start of episode two, and that's we probably get introduced to uh, Mitsuhide. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, is he a reincarnation of a warlord or not? Also, he has a weird chipmunk that's very nefarious and something's definitely up with that. Uh, But uh, Mitsuhide, his whole character can be summed up in in one line of dialogue of his. I love Shiba Inus and Milk. And indeed, uh, I would say 100% of his character is that he adores Shiba Inus and he loves milk. Uh that that that's it. That's that's all he loves in this goddamn world. Also, um but that's fine. That's not my gripe. My gripe comes in the form of I think that Mitsuhide is actually two eight-year-olds in a trench coat. And <laughs> what? No, no, Rem. He's a college student. <laughs> he's a college student oh, who's going to be God. a veterinarian who thinks it's a great idea to just give dogs milk. So first of all, it's it's some of the worst voice acting I've ever seen in my life because it's not just like oh he has a bit of a higher pitch voice. He he unironic he sounds like he's eight years old and he behaves like he's eight years old everything about him indicates that he is eight years old in a college student spot and nothing has disproved this theory to me um, i mean but he's not eight clearly i, I don't know if i believe that it, it doesn't help that also he's just annoying every time he sees cinnamon he just like molests the dog because he loves shiba's and he's just obsessed about him right and he's like oh my god i love you uh so and that happens not appropriate to go up to somebody else's dog pick them up and like play with them and try to force feed them treats yeah definitely definitely not no maybe pet them but even then you should ask Mm -hmm. uh but he just tramples this dog every single time he sees him um he's so obnoxious and annoying and i hate it so he's he's one of the problems of this show but not the biggest problem of the show we've yet to reach that uh he has a nefarious chipmunk which uh spoiler that we learn i think in literally the next episode um it the chipmunk actually is the reincarnation of the gay lover student boy. So not uh, Mitsuhita himself. Uh, in, in episode also, two. Also famously the person responsible for Oda Nobunaga's death, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is why you can never trust your gay lovers, which is why I'm very hesitant around Sean. And so. <laughs> so I don't know so, if we can keep that. <laughs> Yeah, that's we can. awful. It's fine. Uh, but they they like Mitsuhide walks uh, Cinnamon's owner home. They chat. He's like, we should hang out. But he's really just talking to the Shiba because he's only gives a shit about Shiba. Uh, Sean, have you ever accidentally seduced a girl because you're really into her dog? Because that's what happens right here. I mean, you're asking me about seducing women and you've got the right <laughs> guys. 
because I have a sordid uh, f- list of affairs and stories I could regale you with. Uh, all of my suggest uh, my seductions, Remington, have in fact been accidental. <laughs> Uh, none that were dog specific, though, I have to say. That's fair. Um, and there's also some weird stuff in this episode talking about Cinnamon's owner and her strawberry panties. And there's this weird bit with some naked man and erotic roses going on. Uh, by the way, also, a friend needs help with a concert and stuff. Uh, and then the dogs discuss capes, gifts, and nicknames. And so th- if you're if you're like, wait a minute, why that, well, that seems like a lot that you're just sort of tacking on at the end of this discussion of episode two. Yeah, yeah, because every episode, it's it's like a stream of consciousness. It's just if a dude just started talking to you and you aren't quite sure how what he's saying now relates to what he was just talking about, but you're waiting for him to make a point and then he changes the topic again and you just repeat that process. Uh, that That's how it is in every single episode. Normally, like with Slice of Life, you have one, like, one or two overarching notions and you explore those in a nice Slice of Life manner. This, no, no structure, fuck you. Uh, it's just stream of consciousness the whole way through. Uh, which, not great, but still not specifically the worst flaw of this show. Hmm. As we as we get into episode three, episode three, um, they, they decide they, they need to go shopping, so they go shopping. Uh, the, the owner, Cinnamon, and her best friend, uh, they, they meet Gilbert, uh, who is married to Marie Antoinette, and uh, Gilbert needs to be neutered. He, he has balls. Uh, spay and neuter your pets fam even if they have a uh, you know old japanese warlords in them yeah like especially Maybe even then. especially then yeah 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 <laughs> um we get a cute outfit for uh uh for cinnamon which is cute it's it's a bear eating his face real nice real cute love the cute moments um there's some discussion about like buying a bikini, maybe going on a diet. Um, there's a barbecue, discussions about fire and scribes. They play soccer for a moment. Uh, Mitsuhide comes back and molests Cinnamon a little bit. Uh, and that's mostly this episode, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a quick question also. So the owner, uh, the, the main girl of this show who owns Cinnamon, uh, she owns a two-story house. She, so far, we have never seen her even imply that she has a job. She just stays home or your walks cinnamon all day um but she she is the sole occupant of a two-story house oh no i mean she has a family does she yeah i mean rem she's only in high school don't be what the fuck where's her family i mean they're around but they don't matter to the dog plot (laughs) they've never they've never had any family in the whole house or even like you gotta cut out the fluff you know you can't have Too many characters, uh, (laughs) like, you know, clogging up your plot. I mean, we already have so many Japanese warlords and all kinds of history that we need to uh, get into. You can't have just the owner's parents be around. That'd be way too many characters. Sure. I, I, okay. Why not? Uh, so episode four, episode four, it starts out with rain, uh, which is always a great sign. For those who don't know, I fucking love rain. Now I get rain and dogs. Fuck yes. That's what I want in every goddamn show out there. I don't know if I've ranted on this podcast.
podcast about how much I love the rain. Uh, maybe I did in the Weathering With You episode. That's the most likely episode. But good God, I, mean, I fucking yeah. love rain. Provided that Dylan kept it in and didn't think your inane ramblings were worthwhile. Oh, jeez. I fucking love rain. Uh, so, so starting off real solid with this episode. Um, then then we have Cinnamon. He's like eating food and he farts and it's really smelly. Um, there's lots of, lots of smell-based humor going on. Smelly mm. farts. Smelly feet is super popular in this show, um, which, you know, not, <laughs> if I, if I was Mitsuhide, in other words, if I was eight, then maybe I would find it hilarious. Unfortunately, that, that kind of comedy isn't the best for me. I'm more like when it has a super intense moment and then you show a stupid Pomeranian face right after some shonen bullshit like that, that those get me the fart and smelly feet based humor. Less so. Uh, we we have a we we see like out for a walk. The Pomeranian Lucky is talking about how nice it is to be small and adorable because he can look up women's dresses and skirts. I mean, he is he is an old old man with uh. So he and he does panty horoscopes. Uh, he <laughs> yeah. he sees their panties and he d- d- deduces their entire personality from them. Um, this is this Pomeranian is how I imagine a lot of uh a lot of pickup artists and MGTOWs are in real life. I don't know if we keep that in. If we did, I stand by it. Oh um, my god. <laughs> Just like, ah, yes, this, I understand the total psychology of what this means for you, yes, and you have no fucking clue. Uh, but... (laughs) But uh, that that's a little Jesus bit weird. Christ. It gets a weirder and a bit worse. Not as bad as it could be, especially in the anime world, but still not great. Because, like, he looks up one girl's uh, underwear and dress, and, uh, and he's so surprised because he sees a sword sheathed in her panties. Right. Um, and there's a whole lot. There's, like, just they make a big moment out of it. Um, wh- wh- not the worst, but... Uh, not, not great. Oh, it's not exactly the most uh, hoof thing, is it? Yeah, yeah, not not ideal. Um, I mean, hey, it let her be an attractive woman, which is nice. It, silver lining, I guess. Uh, so then we see this show about personified katana men flamboyantly <laughs> da- dancing, and that they actually did well. They they showed us an entire musical dancing sequence. Like they didn't just briefly have it on in the background. They they went all out to show us these flamboyant mostly men dancing as the representations of the french bulldogs katanas and that was a nice moment like that that was neat oh yeah no like hilariously the whole uh like in-universe gotcha game anime with uh pretty boys that are personified object is was a little too real for my taste because <laughs> that i could easily see that coming out next year as uh, as the next hit gotcha game and i can't say i'm against it honestly true also speaking of the the katana boys when they were referencing the game at one point one of the katana men said that that, like oda had smelly feet which once again i don't know why smelly feet is such uh, a a primary joke for the show it's not it's possibly the least funny joke that this show consistently does i honestly don't know either if i had to guess i'd say maybe there's some kind of historical reference hidden in there Uh, (laughs) that's (laughs) that's the that's the best benefit of the doubt i can give it yeah it feels a bit like a stretch yeah because they 
they seem very insistent on it, and I can't possibly imagine yeah. there's any other reason for it. Uh, so then we are back at the dog park having yet another discussion. This time it's about uh, a new dog who was like sort of a warlord after the main warlords uh, just a couple generations later. He has mm-hmm. come back also as a dog. Uh, he is back as a corgi, and I love the corgi. Unfortunately, I hate the laugh that this corgi does. Uh, Dylan, <laughs> if, if you could add the laughter just until I'm done with this rant, you should be able to find it. Uh, the, the corgi, every every time he speaks or does anything, he has the exact same laugh, and the laugh doesn't fucking end. Every interaction, it's like a, a verbal tick that he does nonstop, and it's so grating, and I... I, I want to love him because goddamn he has a fluffy little tush and he's a cute little corgi and god I love corgis but oh my god he's so fucking irritating and I want him to die. Um, wow, you just heard it here first. Rem wants a corgi to die. That's <laughs> impressive. Or at least the laugh. At least the laugh. If it could go voiceless, if we could remove the corgi's vocal cords. Jesus that's Christ, fine Rem. Uh, he's a warlord. He can handle it. God damn it. That might be the most fucked up thing you've said today. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, so corgi really don't like it. But the corgi, yet again, is not the worst thing of this show. Uh, episode four, it ends with uh, Mitsuhide showing up and talking about how uh, Sarah ironed his shirt. And the main girl is like, oh, God, what if Sarah is his girlfriend oh man that would really suck because i'm into this eight-year-old in a trench coat so uh so that that's how the episode ends finally we get to episode five episode five uh in which i through this episode i will list what even through all my complaints i'd be able to weather through those but this last complaint it's the big one and it's why i think this show is bad uh so this show it opens up with at the dog park with with all the dogs discussing stuff right Mm -hmm. um and primarily uh they they did they discuss reincarnation a little bit, but then they get on the topic of Hirogon. Uh, Hirogon, if I'm pronouncing it in any way close. Probably not, uh, but let's go with it. Yeah, it, it's just uh, food that ninjas used. It's portable and nutritious, right? Uh, cool. All right. Um, a solid third of this episode is based on just talking about how it doesn't taste good. Um, oh, don't be ridiculous, Remington. It's only six minutes of that episode. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Fourth. My bad. Uh, so, so, uh, with, with this, this isn't the worst thing, but it gives an example of the worst thing. So Sean, um, when, when we were starting this podcast, right? Yes. We, we, we were brainstorming quite a bit because we, we wanted to create something that, that was decently good, right? We wanted some, some quality in the product, right? Uh, it can be argued whether or not we've actually reached that, but we were trying, right? We've at least, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) But we were, (laughs) you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All just, right. Just dropped my shit on my foot. Oh, that was good. no. But we were trying, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. We tried, and I feel like we succeeded in creating the illusion of something <laughs> at least half decent. We have the illusion of quality in comedy, which is which is good enough. And when when discussing it, um, one one of we, we, we wanted one principle to really be emphasized because a lot of people uh start podcasts, right? A lot of people do, and you know if you want to go for it. Um, but a lot of people have one specific uh sort sort of like genre uh even though it can fit into many different things of podcast that is is often universally derided as like the worst kind of podcast to grow an audience right um would would, would you like to hazard a, a guess on onto what specifically I'm talking about I don't know maybe it's just those podcasts where it's just two dudes chatting away without any form of real structure yeah, or yeah. Uh, or or maybe it's even just like a group of dudes a 
group of dudes just chatting, just shooting the shit, discussing whatever they feel like chatting about. Right, Sean? Uh, and for added degeneracy, you can uh, add uh, excessive drinking to it as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like that 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 style of podcast. Uh, if you want to start a podcast like that, go for it. If you enjoy doing that with your buddies, do it. But it's probably not going to be great when like building an audience because many people, unless you guys are like certified entertainers, it, it, you, you want a premise, you want a structure of some sort. Uh, because if it's just a bunch of dudes nonchalantly talking about anything without much uh, sense of purpose or direction, it's hard to keep that interesting. Unfortunately, Sean, I wanted this this show to be a show where I see adorable dogs who occasionally do adorable dog stuff, occasionally do wacky warlord stuff, and we get to see the juxtaposition. And we have moments of that, but the vast majority of this show is that genre of mediocre podcast. And it's not good. It's Jesus not Christ, good. This is getting meta. Uh... I know, right? Because in every episode, at least, I, I want to say one third to two thirds of the episode will be all of the warlords at the dog park just chatting. And there's never really much of a point in what they're talking about. Like in the in episode five, they're just talking all about, yeah, this food doesn't taste good. Yeah, we, we prepare uh, a few different ways. Uh, oh, is, the, is that way you prepare? Is that any good? Not still doesn't taste that great has a lot of nutrients though yeah it does have a lot of nutrients unfortunately it doesn't taste good yeah it really doesn't taste good yeah we make ours this way oh okay that's pretty neat that that sounds nice yeah but it still tastes bad yeah i'd expect it to taste bad they often taste bad yeah i think they might always taste bad but they are nutrition yeah they do have a lot of nutritional value you know yeah if only they tasted better unironically that's how it goes for six goddamn minutes what the oh, sorry, fuck? I wasn't listening. I was busy trying to find the bad review uh, rating on this <laughs> podcast that I just started listening to. Hold on. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. that guy where he just repeated stuff over and over again it's, and it wasn't all that funny. Hmm. It, it's so, it's so bad. It's so bad. And every episode has so much of that. And they, they, they're just casually talking. So you don't get cool, wacky warlord stuff. You don't get adorable dog stuff. You just get a bad podcast. And that's not what I wanted from this show, Sean. And sure, sometimes you'll have the, the adorable or wacky moments, and I like those. But those are in the stark minority. I I wanted to adore this show so much, and it, it broke me. It broke my, my will. I was so optimistic. Oh, man. It feels so bad. Would you like, uh, would you like another bit of sh- uh, shock thrown your way there, Mr. Remington? <laughs> sure. Throw it at me. Uh, so I just pulled up the Mal reviews for this, and this is a new show uh winter 2020 so new this year uh and only about uh 3500 people have uh seen this to you know leave a review on it yep. uh and the rating is quite interesting i will say uh, the rating, <laughs> okay the rating is a solid 6.57 oh my god the people agree oh my god well oh my 3, god. people agree in comparison to mal's usually like several hundred thousand people that are voting on things <laughs> but yeah first of all i want to address the fact that uh this this is the second week in a row you've thrown a very low rated, according to Mal, mm-hmm. anime at me. Um, don't get me wrong. I prefer this over last week, but both have had me generally confused and frustrated, which is the MO of the entire fucking podcast, frankly. But, oh man, I, I thought this was the, the show for me, Sean. I really did. Yeah, well, here's another thing that might uh, throw you off a little bit. Uh, the demographic for this one is also a seinen. See, and that's, here's the, it, 
it's another like confusing Saiyan, right? Because it has some weird sexual shit in it that makes no sense. But right. like, that's obviously for more mature audiences, I would hope. Mm -hmm. But then it has genuine eight-year-old humor. And like, it feels very often like it's made for kids. Like there's a post-credit scene after every episode, right? Where they will have live action dogs, oh, um, those, which that, is great. I watch it every, that part every time. It's great. I love it. Uh, and like the end credits with the live action dogs doing a bunch of silly stuff. Love it. Dore it. Fuck yes. That's what I want. Um, and, and, but the like post-credit scenes, it's nice because there's like actual adorable dogs, which is cute. All the things are pretty like awkward and they feel, they feel very much like PBS special quality dialogue going on in those ones, especially, mm -hmm. uh, which makes it more confusing on like, what is this show trying to be? What is this show trying to accomplish? Because if you just had a show, right, where you, you go all in on the adorable dog, the wacky warlord nature, the juxtaposition of those two for the comedy, add some wholesome uh, relations with like the owner and cinnamon, right? Make that just a real wholesome dynamic. There you go. There's your slice of life show. Maybe when they're at the dog park, they're trying to gain territory, but they occasionally unify be against like a squirrel or some shit because in the end, that's the overarching goal, but it's not that major of a goal and they're all dogs anyway, so they get easily distracted. Blah, 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 right? Like that could have been fun. This wasn't. But Rem, I tried to do something nice for you. I tried to show you something that uh, I thought you would immediately be attracted to, you know? The premise was so clearly designed for you. The, it, it, it was so great on paper. It's unfortunate that the execution was so goddamn bad. You might even be able to say that the execution of Oda was much more interesting than the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, it, it's really just... No, nah, I, I was about to say a shitty pun. I'm done. I'm dead. I'm fucked. <laughs> uh, you're all punned out after all the horrible ones you've did the past couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, uh, my, my, my pun for the week went into the, the pre-banter for our patrons this week. I'm, I'm done. I'm dead now. I have no energy for any joy or happiness. <laughs> well, that's a shame. I guess I should try and stop appealing to your uh, taste then. I mean, because clearly it doesn't work, does it? doesn't work when it's this clusterfuck. Well, at least you can uh, safely say that most people agree with you. Like, the highest thing that this got was a 7 for most people. And I'll also say that the studio has done one other thing. Oh? Uh, and it's just, it's literally the third season of a show that uh, aired again earlier this year that I know nothing about. So, that, oh, that, but it appears to be a historical drama that's actually proper rated R, uh, so I imagine that it's actually, like, more their style, because I can almost guarantee that this studio wants to make historical stuff more than it wants to make cute dog stuff. Yeah, but it was also weird because, like, they, uh, like, you'd think, alright, well, the reason they're emphasizing history so much is because they sort of want to like subliminally like teach history right within right. the show but then so often they'll just be like oh yeah this but that that didn't actually happen it happened this way actually and you know i would this this person was actually this way um and so they're they don't really at least in this at least in Oda Cinnamon, they don't care that much about historical accuracy. They'll use it as a jumping off point and as inspiration a lot of times, but like they aren't beholden to it. Hmm. It's almost like not fully committing to a real topic can make things a bit uh, a bit stale and a bit uninteresting to listen to, like certain podcasts on the internet that I've sat yeah. through and make the, me very the, 
the summary to, to anybody listening, uh, the the whole summary of this is uh, have a structured podcast, y'all. That's it. Yeah, no, that's I mean... that's that's the lesson <laughs> this week. And speaking of structured podcasts, I think there's not much else left to say about this. Uh, so without further ado, Rem, any chance you'd want to watch some more Oda Cinnamon Nobunaga with uh, me? God, I was so I was so hopeful and optimistic. Uh, uh, maybe maybe a highlight reel of the cutest and funniest moments. Mm, uh, but I think skip you've seen out them all already. I think you've seen them already, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to see any of the dog park stuff ever again. Even the, even, well, bad news for you, Rem. Guess what most of the show is, and guess where I most know. of those things happen. <laughs> oh. And with that, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, before we get out of here, though, we do just have a little bit of house cleaning that we need to do. First and foremost, uh, if you enjoyed our content, no matter how rambly it may be, at least we have some structure to it, uh, then you can leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or word of mouth is a great way to do it as well. And if you'd like to support us even more directly, we also have a Patreon, where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus content as well as getting your name read aloud on the show. And Remington, who are some of the lovely people that we need to thank this week? Well, of course, I would like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists as well as our magical girls who do support us a great deal. But above that, we get the yandere waifus uh, who, of course, just force us to smell their very smelly feet all the time. Haha, <laughs> peak comedy. And on that list, we have Sarah Birch, Kazu Morocco, Yu Narakami, McAlex, Yuliana, Salty Pretzel, Glenn Michael Dolan, Ross Palmer, Jacob Livingston, H. Wood, Zach, aka Gumo Gumo no Waifu, go eat copious amounts of cheesecake, you cheery weeby slut. <laughs> Farmer, it's been two weeks since we've had a Centaur's Life reference weeb. Oh, you haven't it's updated one, since, mate. but it's only been yeah, one, mate. You yeah, you gotta, uh, you gotta update your stuff. Uh, Alexander Nassian Senyo, you'll get Rerem Meow, Andrew Rowicki, Matthew B, Devin McCutcheon, Hito Kirix, Sage Schiffner, Reverse Kizmo Kizmo, Mecha Zap, Rare Kumiko, Peter Vlasity, Ready to be Isekai, Kenneth Reed, Ross McBean, Remington Merrill, Visual Bin, Hunter Davies, Alex from Australia, Apostle of the Church of Remington, Alston Limerick, I like AOT for the Etchy, and, uh, so I, wait, and I like AOT for the Etchy, there we go that is the list of all of our great yandere waifus uh there's a bunch of you we love every single one of you but there is a tier above we're going across the pond we're going to walking across mordor we're getting into the boy wizard tier uh on the boy wizard tier ah oh, shit we've already done the perfect one i fuck i had an idea but then i as i'm saying this right now i realized i've already done it god yeah, damn possibly it. multiple times if i uh, <laughs> Oh, f all right. Uh, one sec. Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> You're gonna uh, pivot. We we have a struct. We were just talking about structure, Remington. All right. All right. We I've I've successfully. I was going to do pets because we just did a pet themed anime. I have definitely done pets before. So instead, all of our boy wizards. Uh, I I gave you some of the most useful spells last time. This time, I'm gonna give you some of the least useful spells. Uh, of course, similar as ranked by Mashable. Uh, so <laughs> we have uh, a tournament. Uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> we have a Turnitarian. Uh, a Turnitarian. You're you're going to. Uh, oh, you know what? Let's give you Brachium Amendo. Uh, intended to heal broken bones, but instead it just get gets rid of your bones, which is neat. So you're 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 a good boneless boy. Uh, I don't Galena... think it was intended to heal bones, or if it was, I feel like the wizard was just bad. I, I believe that's what happened. It, well, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was Lockhart. Yeah, who Lockhart's was not good at anything, much like us. <laughs> oh God, we are the Lockhart of anime of podcasts. podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Delino Perez, uh, we're gonna give you uh, whew, uh, Sectum Sempra. Uh, yeah. Good old Sectum Sempra. Uh, th this one invented by uh, by Sape, and uh, you just you just. Uh, cut a bitch with an invisible sword, uh, which is neat. So spoilers, that, God. <laughs> if you didn't know who who created that spell, you had that spell for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, let's go to uh, Miguel Delian. Uh, Miguel, you are going to get Crucio, uh, unforgivable curse. They put this at the second to worst one. I um, feel like that might be a very useful spell, though. They put it. They put it at eighty out of eighty-one, so second to the last. Uh, I mean. It's not a nice spell, but I I, I don't see how that's useless. I, I who knows? I I don't I I don't have their insight. I can't. I I didn't write for Mashable, okay? But this uh, is what is available for me. If you did, it might be a better site. <laughs> Cat Zodiac. Uh, we'll we'll just give you the worst spell of all time according to Mashable, and that's Avada Kedavra. You get to kill people. How? how mm, okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I, I feel like, now, not to promote killing, but I feel like being able to instantly kill something might be useful in some circumstances. Nah, get fucked. It's never useful, Sean. We have uh, Pilkster. P.S. Y'all better do Simpho Gear or so help me. Uh, or so help me, you get uh, good old Densagio. I think it's Densagio. Mm, I love them in The Godfather. Uh, it gets, you, you, you point at someone, their teeth grow. They get big teeth. <laughs> that's, that's the whole thing. I mean, uh, if it's good I for scamming jinx, the tooth but, fairy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, then we have, uh, hold up one minute. Hold Man, on. the flow of this episode is going so well. Dude, it's so f And then, of course, we have Stephanie Delgado, and you get Locomotor Wibbly. Uh, so you get to turn someone's legs into jelly. Oh, they're so wibbly. Uh, uh the jelly legs jinx. I, I, I it, am familiar. It's a great name, if anything. I mean, yeah, and it, it reminds me of the first time I went on a date, now that I think about it. <laughs> uh, then we move on from Hogwarts, and we move straight in to the even more magical place of the White House. Uh, very mysterious, full of all sorts of mysteries and basilisks. Uh, and Chef horrible, and horrible people, but that's, that's another <laughs> and, story. And the Chef and Amusco tier, uh, representing Cory in the house. We start out with, uh, ah, yes, a husbando to represent everyone in my life lovely while they last until they leave me a husk who I was. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Oh. Uh, fuck, I wish I knew who that actually was because I think it's, they're It's your best. favorite. Oh, it's my, uh, oh, okay. Thanks, Cassidy. Uh, great, great name. Uh, and you know what? Let, let's give everyone here, uh, a dog breed, uh, fittingly, right? Okay. So, so, uh, you know what? For this one, uh, you're full on, you're, you're a fucking chow. A big, fluffy, wrinkly monster. And I love it. Oh God, they're so huggable too. I fucking love them so much. When they're uh, properly trained, otherwise they can be mean. Oh, uh, we have the almighty sinner, a uh, deep, spooky, furious, and for that you get a beagle, an adorable, <laughs> <laughs> an adorable little beagle to help boost your spirits. I I'm picturing the the horrible, horrible movie Cats versus Dogs. Is it that beagle? Oh my God, yes, yes, it is that it is that specific beagle. Uh, then we have Zachary Shirley's favorite anime is Code Lyoko. Um, you, 
Uh, not only are you getting a golden retriever, you're also getting all of their puppies, and they all play every sport ever. So congratulations. Right. You know what? There's no rule one. against it, so <laughs> I don't see the problem. Touchy diplomat. Uh, touchy diplomat. You know, I, I think uh, the most diplomatic of animals, uh, if anybody can can reel them in, it's you. It's the chihuahua. Uh, they, they occasionally can be a bit high strung. Your diplomacy, it'll come in handy. <laughs> we have the silicone inspector, um, and you know, someone as ghastly and well-endowed as you, uh, we have to go for uh let, let's go for a boxer you get a boxer um hopefully the dog breed if oh, we accidentally it. send you like rocky balboa or some sh shit let me know um because there's been a mistake <laughs> and last but not yeah. least last but not least we have uh a thick mullet uh thick mullet you know we we if it ain't broke don't fix it what what dog has the best hair um oh that's a tough one there's some good contenders um what what's the what's the mop dog sean <laughs> the mop dog I'm, I'm just googling mop dog uh commodore I mean, you get a commodore thick mullet you get the mop dog and uh, then his namesake is thick mullets and you give him the dog with dreads <laughs> it's so good uh but and then uh past chef Amusco, the final month of this tier ever existing uh it pains me to even even have to reach this stage uh but i will i will reluctantly read it i uh, we will do the job no one else does the waluigi tier uh and to start we have uh, two out of three right now we'll get we'll get the third so we'll have you we'll have you start sean um whichever one you want well uh, wait, 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 uh, you tell me which one i'll say their name first uh okay i think i should probably read uh uh emotos because uh you won't understand what it's talking about all right cool first of all we have uh emoto ahigao uwu and on the waluigi tier their message uh sean would you like to to read it for us today well remington i hope you like the taste of cheeseburgers because we just got burger <laughs> king again oh you mother waluigi <laughs> has become the unofficial pseudo advertisement tier despite the fact that these are not actual representatives of these companies all right let's see what although, what they're although shilling. i will say it would be hilarious if we got paid to sponsor these guys and i am not against it uh, all right well, let's, but let's at the hear same what time, they are uh this is just the tier and we do not actually sponsor them right now as of yet uh <laughs> get at us if you want to though uh wah, wah, wah. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by no a uh, new taku log in to make your account today see all your lovely waifus perform various pleasures and don't worry she will only admit she's your sister if you want her to Come enjoy a wonderful time tonight. Just lock your door first. Excuse me, what the fuck was that? Uh, so Remington, uh, <laughs> this is a part of uh, this is a part of anime that I did not. Uh, I wasn't really quite ready to teach you about yeah, yet. You know what? You know what? Save, save it for a pre banter. All right, write down. It's not, it's not. Trust me, it's not enough for a pre banter. Oh fuck! Uh, it, it's just some hentai bullshit. Uh, it is one of the. Uh, is it like, like hentai pseudo cam girl sings? No, no, no. Don't be ridiculous. It's it's more like uh, steam hentai. Oh fuck! It's where you can get all of your good good uh, arrow gay and lewd uh, anime games. I hate it so much. Uh, so, moving yeah, on. There you go. Moving on uh, from by that. By the way, come spelled the way you would expect. <laughs> oh, of course it has to be. Uh, then we have uh, Killer Queen Requiem. Uh, Killer Queen Requiem has uh, the following message. <laughs> Attention, all Made in Abyss fans. The no, new no, movie. No 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 no. That was last week's. Scroll oh, down. Fuck. Refresh. Oh. Scroll down. All right. Yeah, I got it. All right. Cool. All right, uh, then we have Killer Queen Requiem, who has the following message. Wah. Listen, you got at least three-fourths of your life to go. That's three more lifetimes to you, so don't blow it. Don't do drugs. If you're going, if you're doing it, stop it. Get some help. Uh, Waluigi cares about your uh, emotional and mental well-being, so thank you, Waluigi. And apparently he plays basketball as well. Huh, who would have thought? 
There's nothing in the rules that say a Waluigi can't play basketball. But there should be. Uh, and then last but not least, we of course have our, our good pal, NVIDIA RTX 3090 graphics card. Uh, and their message is the following. Take it away, Sean. Uh, and then and just, whenever he, then we he get it. it our way. Oh, cool. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Uh, th thank you guys uh, so much. And if you would like to contact, fuck. Thank you guys so much. And if you'd like to contact us directly, whether it's for a question, feedback, comment, recommendation, or anything else, you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. And as always, don't fuck your sister. This just in, Rem is a fan of Ben Shapiro as pussy.